I begin to suffocate, breathing in the dark, sluggish ooze. Suddenly, I'm going down a dark chute at a speed I didn't know was possible. What's going on? Am I... Rise and shine. It's time to get up for school. That's weird. I was having the strangest nightmare. I'm up. I stumble to my closet and grab the nearest thing I can get. I yank gray sweatpants off the hanger and wrestle to get my black v-neck t-shirt down. Hun, you're gonna be late if we don't leave soon. The forecast said that it was going to rain today, and I don't want you driving in bad conditions. Okay, I... Let me drive you to school. No way. Ever since Dad went missing, I haven't been able to breathe without Mom watching me. Spending time in my car is the only alone time that I get. It's okay, Mom. I'll be fine. I have good tires, remember? Gracie, I don't even know why you even bother going to school. Homeschool would be so much safer. You don't even like... Uh-oh. I gotta go. I can't be late to class. Wait, honey, you forgot your jacket. Don't worry, Mom. I'll be fine. <sighs> Just being outside, it feels like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. My weathered yellow Volkswagen beckons me. It promises temporary freedom and an escape from the darkness that my life has become. As I speed down the road, something feels off. Considering the fact that we live in New Mexico, it's odd that we are even having rain at this time of the year. Outside, dark clouds blot the typically blue skies. I shiver. It feels like two eyes are boring into the back of my head. But I know that this can't be. I'm the only car on the road. I'm getting all worked up about nothing. My car eats the miles and the odd sensation leaves me. I pull into the student parking lot and a quick glance at my watch reveals that I have two minutes before I'm late to class. As I rush out of the car, I glance at a tall, pale figure in my car mirror. Two round, black eyes scrutinize me from the reflection. I turn around, my fight or flight mode activating. Yet, to my confusion, there's no one there. I shake myself off and run to class. Right as I reach for the door to biology, the late bell rings. My teacher, Mr. Fryer, has no tolerance for tardiness and I know that my four other tardies haven't made him very fond of me. Suddenly, a voice resounds in my head. It isn't mine. It's lower, throatier. Before I can answer back, 
The door to my bio class opens, and Mr. Fryer is glowering in front of the entrance. Were well, you just going to stand outside the whole time? No, sir. I've lost track of how many times that you've been late this year. This is unacceptable. I'm sorry, Mr. Fryer. No, 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 no more apologies. Look, I can't imagine what you and your mother are going through with what your dad and everything, but do you honestly think he would have wanted this? To see his daughter go from the top of the class, perfect attendance, straight-A student, to a young woman who can't even be bothered to show up to class on time? My mind blazes. The fact that he is lecturing me in front of the entire class is humiliating. I feel my anger surge and swell. My hands start to shake. Suddenly, a piercing pain grips my head and squeezes. I grip my head between my hands, and as I do, the lights in Mr. Fryer's bio class go out. What the? Everyone calm down. I'll call the front office to see that someone comes up and inspect the lights. Now. Whoa, are you alright? I feel hot liquid drip down my nose. I wipe at it, and realizing it's blood, immediately freak out and rub it onto my jeans. Can, can, can I go to the nurse? You might as well. Afterwards, report immediately to the front office. I'm sorry, but you've been tardy one too many times this semester. Miss Carter will see to what disciplinary action is best suited for your issue. I feel tears well up in my eyes. Wiping them, I turn away. As I walk down the white halls, the lights above me flicker. What an odd thunderstorm this is. Before I approach the clinic, the door's handle dips, and the whole door swings open. That's... Odd. No one is on the other side. I enter cautiously and take a seat on the padded blue chairs. The lights are flickering in this room, too. Hello, Miss Evans. Is there something I can do for you? Do you have a pass? Hi, Miss Ruby. Uh, no, I don't. My uh, nose started bleeding and I came straight here. It's odd. Miss Ruby is usually well-groomed, but today, her hair is a mess. Her clothes are mismatched, and a second glance shows me that she's wearing two different pairs of shoes. I can't put my finger on it, but something is off. Suddenly, the lights go completely dark in the room. Miss Ruby turns to me, except now, her eyes are completely black. I open my mouth to scream, but she grabs her hand around my throat and muffles it. That's better. They did say you were pretty, but this was not what I was expecting at all. You're the embodiment of your father. It's in your eyes. She continues to stare, her black gaze boring into the depths of my soul. Her words strike a chord in me. My father and I both had heterochromia, a genetic mutation that made our eyes two different colors. We both had the exact same eyes, the left one being green and the right one being blue. There's no way that Miss Ruby could have known this. 
She was hired six months ago when the Lassener suddenly relocated to a different school. Around the same time, Dad disappeared. Oh yes, you'll be the perfect asset. Her bony hands are still wrapped around my mouth. It almost feels as if her nails are talons. I decide to take a chance, and I sink my teeth into her hand. She shoves me against the wall, this time choking me. Feisty like your father, too. The same power that I'd felt earlier hums beneath my skin, and I decide to act on it. Mentally, I imagine that I'm channeling it through my arm, into my hand, and shoot it out of my fingers. I close my eyes as I do this, and it takes me a moment to realize that the grip around my neck is gone. I open my eyes to see Miss Ruby levitating in the air, in the same direction and angle that my finger is pointing. I see you've tapped into your powers. Pity. I was starting to have fun with you. I slam her into the wall, and she falls with a grunt. While she's down, I run into the bathroom that's connected to the clinic and lock the door. I stand against it, breathing heavily. Do you really think a pesky lock can keep me out? <laughs> What do you want from me? I eye the air vent, determined to find a way to get out. It's not what I want. It's what we want. Who's we? The Timeless Society. You and your father are rare hybrids, and we seek to possess your abilities. Her word choice startles me. It's almost as if she's acting like she knows my father. Like, like he's alive. Do you... have you seen my father? <laughs> seen? <laughs> we have your father. My stomach churns and I fight the urge to throw up. This area is quite common for your kind. After scouring the city, we detected your little family. How lucky we were. Two travelers for the price of one. At first, it struck us as odd Henry even lived among humans, let alone married one. But it appears he fell in love with them. Foolish. Yet, you seem new to your powers, almost as if your human side hit them. Interesting. You'll be fun to dissect. You won't be taking me anywhere. I don't know who or what you are. We are the Timeless. Open the door and I'll tell you more. It'll be easier if you don't fight. I edge away from the door and hop onto the sink. For the first time in my life, I'm grateful for my freakishly long arms and grab the air vent. The fact that you even think you can escape is entertaining in itself. You truly are your father's daughter. Anger boils underneath my skin. The newly familiar power hums beneath my fingertips and an idea strikes me. I channel the power through my arm again and this time angle it to the air vent. The bolts start to come loose. And then, it's open. Naughty, naughty. Looks like your playtime is up. Gotcha. Two cold hands grip my legs and pull me down. I tumble to the floor in a heap. How is this even possible? 
I look to the door, which is still locked. How did she... Transportation. Now look at me, Graceland. I've had just about enough of your fighting back, and while I'm impressed, I'm irritated. You'll be coming with me now. While she had been talking, I had managed to glance at the marble snow globe decoration that sits atop the sink. An idea strikes me yet again, but for now, I feign defeat. Where are we going? Your new home. Get up. We're transporting. Slowly, I get up, hunching my shoulders back and keeping my head drooped. Miss Ruby looks pleased by this, and the strange, euphoric glimmer in her eye unnerves me. My power begins to hum underneath my skin again. Seeing a traveler admit defeat will never get old. Always nice to be the superior race. I surge my power and direct it at the snow globe. Miss Ruby stands in front of it, so she doesn't see it levitating behind her. Henry always talks about you and his precious Veronica. Her talk of my father throws me off guard, and the snow globe starts to fall. Quickly, I regain my focus before it shatters on the tile floor. I can't wait to see what he does when he sees you. I hurl the snow globe at her, and it crashes into her head. Miss Ruby, or whatever that thing is, stumbles back and crashes to the ground, her head almost knocking into the toilet. I pick up the snow globe with my hands, and this time hurl it into the mirror. I pick up the piece with the longest, sharpest edge and run to Miss Ruby and press it across her throat. Using my newfound skills, the six other shards of glass ominously hang in the air like daggers. <coughs> I'm quite sick of your rashness. Just for that, you... I press the glass harder against her throat and start to see pinpricks of blood form around the edges. The blood is a murky color with undertones of dark green. You're going to tell me who you are what you are, and where my father is. <laughs> I belong to the Timeless. We hail from another galaxy far from this one, but have chased your kind after they ran from their servitude to us. Yes, that's right. Your kind travelers thought you could run from your life's purpose and start anew on planet Earth. <laughs> Pathetic. Look at how well that turned out. I bet you've gone through your whole life wondering why you're off, why you have faster reflexes than any of your human peers, why you sense other thoughts and emotions better. Your kind was made to protect and serve mine. No more, no less. You and your father don't even put a dent in the number that we need, which is why it's perfect that you're a young female, as we need to breed. My head whirls from this information overload, and I press the glass even further into her skin. She recoils. I don't understand why she hasn't transported yet, and figure that it might stem from the fact that she's hurt. Yes. You can't kill me. Nothing in this silly mortal realm can. I lower my face to her. Then I guess it's a good thing that I'm not mortal. 
For a second, I see fear spark in her eyes, but she masks it quickly with bravado. I feel my power slipping as I keep a hold of the glass daggers flying behind me. From the sly look beginning to form on Miss Ruby's face, I have a feeling my abilities might be drained soon. A terrifying, dark idea overcomes me, and while my body fills with dread, I know what I have to do. <laughs> Getting tired? I feel her start to shift beneath me, but it's no use. I channel the flow of my energy and imagine as if it is weaving into her body. Slowly but surely, I find what I want. Her heart. I squeeze it once, gouging her reaction. Her eyes go wide and she involuntarily clutches her chest. You can't kill. I do it again, this time squeezing harder. Stop! I put even more power into the next one, and Miss Ruby cries out. If you do this, you will create a hole in time that can't be broken. You will repeat the same day over and over again, and you will never be able to stop it. There will be no way! I put my all into my next blow, and Miss Ruby falls back. Her body convulses, and the room starts to shake. Dark, sluggish green oozes out from under her, and soon... Her body melts into the slime. The slime begins to rise at an alarming rate, and I slip on it to get to the door. I haul myself up, but the door won't budge open. The oozing slime is up to my waist now, and considering the rate it's going, the whole bathroom will be encompassed with slime from top to bottom in a matter of minutes. I look to the air vent, and to my shock, see slime begin to drip down from the ventilation. The room fills up with more of the goop, and before I know it, I am encased in the slime. I begin to suffocate, breathing in the dark, sluggish ooze. Suddenly, I'm going down a dark chute at a speed I didn't know was possible. W what's going on? Am I... Rise and shine. It's time to get up for school. That's weird. I was having the strangest nightmare. I'm up.